0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Ray's Radio.
1: The 1-0 pitch, here's a swing and a drive. Left center field and deep. Did he do it again? Yes, he did!
0: Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day.
1: Kevin Longoria with his second home run of the ball game has just given the Rays a 5-4 lead.
0: Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Archer deals,
2: swing and a messy gun to the chase. The slider to retire the side. That's eight strikeouts for Chris Archer. And the slider finishes off the Orioles in the fifth. Now here's your host, Neil Solons.
3: Good afternoon. Welcome to Charlotte Sports Park. Neil Solons with you as the Rays getting set to take on the Phillies on this cut for a cure day. It is the sixth consecutive year that the Rays are involved with the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation, helping to raise money and bring awareness, paying tribute as well to those children fighting cancer. In fact, several of the Rays players, front office, as well as coaches have cut their hair today. You can go take a look at the Rays Twitter account to take a look at some of those great photos of those including one Brad Miller who's in the starting lineup today and he's also kind of the spokesman for the group this year and you can get involved in the cause as well. Go to national PDF or you can go to cutforacure.org uh to get involved in some way, shape or form. There's a, a logo for the Rays team and you can help out in any way, shape, or form and it certainly is greatly appreciated. Now on the field today, it's a debut as a Ray for one Colby Rasmus. He's come back from core and uh, hip surgeries in the offseason. And he is ready to DH today. He'll be hitting third in the lineup for the Rays, and that is certainly good news. In fact, Kevin Cash said before the game he probably will DH the next two days, today and tomorrow, then have a couple of days off and then reevaluate him. Now the Rays should get another couple guys in camp coming back from the World Baseball Classic. Alex Colomé, Jumbo Diaz with the Dominican Republic team that lost to Team USA last night could be back in camp as early as tomorrow. Speaking of the U.S. team, Chris Archer is not going to pitch for them, which came as a bit of a surprise. Chris certainly wanted to do so, but they're going to go with Tanner Roark and Marcus Stroman as their scheduled pitchers in the semis and finals if they get that far, which means uh, Chris is going to pitch for the Rays in Sarasota later on this week. As far as guests on today's show, we're going to hear from Air Evan Longoria and Corey Dickerson, two critical pieces of the Rays' lineup. The one bit of news about Evan today is that he's not in the starting lineup. He originally was scheduled to hit third and play his normal spot at third base but has been scratched due to neck stiffness, so the Rays shuffled their lineup a little bit. Otherwise, it might very much look like the group that could be out on the field for opening day, aside from maybe Logan Morrison, as uh, Logan usually will play for the Rays against right-handed pitching. But it's the Rays and Phillies today. We're going to hear from Corey Dickerson in a little bit. A reminder, a week from Monday, March 27th, 11.30 to 1.30. Meet arrests Estrada as well as Raymond, for a Rays Street Team event at 7.11 at 11.590. 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. It'll be filled with interactive games and cool prizes plus enjoy a free Slurpee from the 7-Eleven Slurpee truck. Again, Neil Solon's with you in Port Charlotte. Corey Dickerson coming up. We'll hear about his weight loss this offseason, what motivated it. That when we continue right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you in Port Charlotte. Rays getting set to take on the Phillies on a gorgeous Sunday and this cut for a cure day at Charlotte Sports Park. Corey Dickerson in the lineup once again for the Rays, and in left field. Certainly had a terrific spring to this point. It's well documented. He lost 25 pounds in the offseason to prepare for 2017. And I asked Corey what the motivation was.
4: You know, I'm always a motivated person. I'm, um, I'm really driven from within. Where a lot of people's doubted me in my whole career. Even though, you know, no matter how good I do or the numbers I put up, people still doubt me and. You know, I still play with the chip on my shoulder. I Always have. Having a big brother um, really, you know, lit that fire, competitive nature as I grew. And you know, I've always worked hard every off season. But unfortunately, last off season, uh, the year I got traded, I was coming off plantar fascia. Had to basically take that off season off from any kind of conditioning, leg workouts. uh, Let that foot heal. And the first kind of jog sprint was here at spring training. And uh, I was worried about it all spring training. And luckily it went away, but um, I really wanted to catch up with my body, uh, get it back to where it used to be, how I used to play. And um, so I took it personal and went about my business and tried to take care of that.
3: It takes a lot of discipline, though, to do what you did. And obviously, to your credit, give us an idea of what you changed um, to be able to get to where you are right
4: now. Well, everybody in this game has to have some sort of discipline, but... Yeah, for me, uh the hardest part was eating healthy most of the time. Uh I think as soon as all season started, I was already thinking about the next year, thinking about being trying to be the best player possible, um standing out, and one of those things was <clears throat> is to get back to where I used to be. And so I started reading books, uh gaining more knowledge about the body, uh how it should move, how I should move. Um because not everybody moves the same way, but the body is supposed to move certain ways. And I started taking Pilates, uh, cycling class, uh, and to get in shape while learning how to control my core, my lower back. And um, sometimes, w- like during seasons, you can play through injuries and media. And not Nobody knows about what you play through. So I was wanting to take care of some things that, you know, didn't feel good on my body. I started off with that. And then I started working with my trainer in December uh, after Pilates and uh, cycling. And then I started doing a little bit of cycling cycling every day and doing one-on-one functional movements with him to get my body to move uh, freely. And uh, then in January, I came back to Tampa and started working out at ASPI, or the performance compound in Tampa. And uh, those guys really knew what they were talking about. Uh, They continued my program of movement but also incorporated speed and uh the way I should run the techniques and you know I just tried to gather all that knowledge and kept learning.
3: How much better do you feel right now than you did at this time a year ago?
4: I don't think I've remember the last time I felt this good honestly I think uh you know back in college or you know rookie ball low A uh I feel like a kid I mean I still I feel like I'm running better than I have in a long time uh I feel like I recover better. I don't, I'm never really sore, um, which, I mean, (laughs) that's hard to say. Whenever the season starts, you're playing every day and you're going to be on that turf. I know it's going to be different, but uh, preparing myself this way gets me prepared for the season.
3: How much do you think that will translate? Obviously, you had a really good second half last year.
4: Yeah, I I, I did nothing for my body to, you know, translate besides the way I move my hips and going after fly balls, running the bases. Everything else was based on being healthy, and I have ability to hit and that I always had since I was a little kid. Um, so I was going to let my God-given ability take over. Uh, it's not anything I did in the off-season to control that. I just wanted to be healthy and make my body be able to perform at max capacity.
3: Not only do you obviously feel better and, and certainly look better, but you also now have experience. What did you learn last year? Because the American League is a very tough division, new pitchers, you had to DH some, you had to learn how to get a routine there, and how much will that help you this year?
4: Yeah, gaining that experience definitely helped. Now, when I see those guys, it's like, you know, I already know what they got. I know how they attack me. I know what they think my weaknesses are. I'm able to adjust better. Um, I think I grew a ton mentally last year playing through some things that uh, some people probably wouldn't play through and still play 148 games, and um uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I, uh, it was tough playing and struggling for the first time in baseball. Uh, I've never struggled before, so to struggle for a lengthy period of time, I think, helped me. Uh, kind of, I felt like it hit rock bottom for me, so it helped me grow and once I got out of that. I've kind of been more free and have more fun and uh, realized that I have to just trust my ability to play this game because I can't be anybody else. I can be, make a name for myself, and that's what I'm setting out to do.
3: Do you feel more comfortable too? I mean, look, you—you you, I now know guys in the clubhouse. Where you came last year, you're just starting to get to know guys.
4: Sure, when you can joke around with these guys and you know, kind of let your true light shine and uh, let these guys know who you are personally, uh, I think they know where you stand. Um, I think it's hard as a competitor – You can judge somebody. I'm a completely different person on the field and how competitive I am and how personal I take each at bat and every play that uh, people can probably read me wrong. But getting to know these guys inside the locker room is different. They know how you are off the field and how they can approach you and stuff like that. That's very important to learn guys because sometimes they're completely different as a competitor as they are in the locker room.
3: You learned how to DH last year, which is not an easy thing. I think people probably don't realize how what David Ortiz did for many years. But it seems like you want to also be on the field more than you're DHing, correct?
4: Yeah, sure. I want to play, I mean, left field or outfield every single day, you know. know, My goal is to be out there helping the team. Uh, But I learned how to DH too. Reading articles, I mean, talking to Ortiz and stuff like that. The big thing is not caring. If you go for four, it's just a regular for four day. It's not anything. You know, you have to overthink. You got to have fun with it. And every time you go up there between the bats, you're, you're talking to guys. Keep your mind off every at bat, and then go up there and you know just have fun and be you.
3: And that is Corey Dickerson, Rays outfielder. He's hitting leadoff today again for the Rays in the spring training game. He's had a terrific spring. A couple of home runs better than an 1100 OPS so he appears to be having a lot of fun so far we return on our countdown to opening day show we'll hear from Evan Longoria who well after we did this interview with Scratch from today's lineup with a little next difference so we're told it's not supposed to be that big a deal we'll hear from Evan continue from Charlotte Sports Park right after this on 620 WDAE and the race radio network Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you at Charlotte Sports Park, getting set for the Rays and the Phillies. Now, Evan Longoria not in the lineup today. Again, scratch with neck stiffness. Not supposed to be serious, but again, a late scratch from the lineup today. He certainly is the longest-tenured Rays player. As he starts this his 10th season. I asked Longo how he uses the early part of spring training and then the final two weeks to get ready for the start of the regular season.
5: Um, the first couple weeks are just easing into it. You know, I think everybody comes into spring Uh, pretty much ready to go at least uh, from a a workout and and physical standpoint, but you you really can't prepare for the baseball stuff and being on your feet all day in the spikes again and uh, just just all the baseball activity. So uh, first couple weeks uh, usually ease into it, Um, you know, start playing games, but uh, not taking too many at-bats, not playing too many innings. And then as the the spring wears on, uh, I start to rack up the at-bats and, uh, you know, feel, feel in much better shape what are the types of things you look for? Um, because obviously you had such a really good year last year, those last seven to 10 days in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, just feel healthy, uh, feel like, uh, I'm strong, um, n- make sure that I uh, have enough at bats and, and really that last week, probably try and play, uh, as close to, uh, f- uh, nine innings as I can. And, um, and like I said, just, just have those at-bats start to feel uh, comfortable and, and, and game and season-like. You had such
3: a, a terrific year individually last year, and you had talked about some of the things you did in preparation. How much was different in terms of this year in preparing for 2017?
5: It's always different, um, for whatever reason. You know, it's it's tough to uh, exactly replicate uh, what you did the year before, and and I've never been a guy that's really written down, you know, what I did, and uh, maybe I should, uh, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. But uh, every year it just seems like a little bit of an evolution of of the the workout and and uh, getting ready process. And this year, um, I eliminated some of the the yoga stuff that I'd done in the past, added some Pilates, worked out at the same place um, that I did last year. But uh, I worked out there for uh, quite a bit longer. I was there for about a month and a half this year uh, versus last year. I really was only there for about two weeks. Um, and uh, just, again, made sure that uh, before I started working out, I, I gave my body time to rest after the season. Um, and then once I did uh, start working out, slowly worked into ramping up to full speed.
3: It's still relatively early. Again, a couple of weeks to prepare. But right now, at this point, how do you feel about the group that's assembled as you start to really get to know some of these guys?
5: Yeah, I feel really good. I mean, we we have a, a group of guys I think that wants to win, that uh, are excited about being here, and um, I think the potential is there. We've added some some really good pieces, I think pieces that we haven't had in the past. Uh, some speed. Um, we've got a a front line catcher. I think that uh, you know when he's healthy is going to add a lot both offensively and defensively, um, and uh, and just solid personalities all the way around that I think uh, are going to have. Uh, an impact on the clubhouse uh team morale you know be able to keep things loose uh but also those guys are, are uh some of the more important guys on the field when uh when they bring the intensity that they bring
3: when you say the the personality, who are you talking about because you know we've seen i've seen some interesting personalities getting to know guys over the last four weeks
5: yeah i think um you know Logan Morrison is always the one that comes to mind um I think that bringing him back is uh is a good addition to our club um he's just really good in the clubhouse um and uh, Colby uh, Rasmus is uh, just an interesting guy. I think that um, you know he he's had uh, some some weird injuries that, that have uh, caused him, I think, to be a little bit overlooked in some of the other places that he's been. And um, I think that he can really add a lot to our team. Um, you know, he, he hit some homers last year, but um, you know, missed some time. And and I think that if we can get him on the field for a full season um, or close to it, he's going to have a big impact. Uh, like I said, uh, Wilson big addition, um, and, and also Malik's. I think that Malik's uh, brings uh, you know, a lighthearted nature, um, but also a competitive and, and a speed advantage for us uh, offensively.
3: I know how important it is for you to win now, but you've also gotten a chance to know some of these younger players who may help the team, maybe not win on opening day, but could help the team win in 2017. What's your take on this group? Because we, I wouldn't say there haven't been a lot of young position players, but to see three or four at one time who have a chance to be impactful is is somewhat new.
5: It is. I think that uh, that's been one of the more special things this spring is seeing. Uh, you know, Jake Bowers, um, Casey Gillespie, um, guys like uh, Brian Stanek and um, and Jamie Schultz. You know, have an impact from on the pitching side. Um, gives uh, a lot of hope for us, um, you know, if those guys, hopefully they have a chance to impact the big league team this year. Um, but if not, you know, we know that they're there and they're pretty, pretty darn close to being ready and and, uh, and close to having an impact. Um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Jose de Leon, we're very excited about um, the, the trade that um, – we made, I think, in the long run is going is to benefit us, hopefully. I mean, he's a, he's a, a capable frontline starter that uh, um, is, is young and, and, you know, also brings a, a great attitude. I've loved getting to know him, and, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things shape out uh, at the end of spring.
3: Certainly one of the big changes on the team, I mean, you mentioned Jose coming in, was Brad Miller taking the spot at second base. It seems like he's been fairly seamless so far this spring. What have you thought about the work that he's done pregame, et cetera?
5: Brad's always been a worker, you know. He he's uh whatever he's asked to do, uh he's gonna do it uh wholeheartedly and and commit himself to it. And I think that uh he's been uh kinda of put in a tough spot, you know, because we asked him to play some first base last year. Um, you know, shortstop obviously and now asking him to uh to play second base is uh it's a pretty big workload for him and he's been out there, you know, working at short, working at second. Um I haven't seen him take too many reps at first, but uh, you know, with uh with Matt uh, Duffy kind of being on the fence for opening day right now um you know he may have to be counted on to play some short too and and i think that uh really probably the biggest um not necessarily surprised, but uh, a great thing to see is, is the way that Beck has come, uh, Tim Beckham's come into camp and um, you know really prepared himself well. He looks great at the plate, obviously, but he's played some solid defense uh, at shortstop as well. And I think that um, you know if we are going to have uh, Brad play second base, then uh, you know Tim can can fill that spot at shortstop uh, until Matt's ready and 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 have an impact.
3: And I know he hasn't been able to play in spring training games, but you mentioned Matt. How helpful can he be once he gets on the field on a regular basis?
5: He's just a a solid all around player, Um, you know, going to play great defense for you um, and and put together quality at bats. And, um, you know, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, has played in some big games, um, played in some meaningful games in in uh, in San Francisco. And and those things really just add another level of experience and, and depth to a ball club.
3: And that's Evan Longoria on, among others, one Matt Duffy. We'll discuss expectations for Longo and much, much more. When we return, Dave and Andy will join me in the booth in a moment. This is Countdown to Opening Day on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you on Countdown to Opening Day at Charlotte Sports Park, getting set for the Rays and the Phillies. Dave Wills, Andy Free joining me in the booth. And, guys, one of the stories today is... Evan Longoria and he's out of the lineup with neck stiffness but I don't think this is something that we should be that concerned about but that said what should we expect from Evan in the regular season certainly coming off his best home run year of his career
2: will some of that go back a little bit I mean who knows it's actually I'd much rather worry about that than in in other years and, and really if our biggest problem is wondering about Evan then that's that's a nice problem to have because I think you could pencil him in for another one of those solid years and for some reason, people seem to think that the defense isn't the same. I, I think his defense is as good as ever. And I, we're not just saying that. I haven't seen anything with my eyes. I know Dave feels the same way that says anything is different than Evan Long- from Evan Longoria. He's a terrific third baseman, as good as there is in the league. And, again, I, he, I'd like to ha- I'd like to get to a point where I am worried about him because it means that a lot of other things are already <laughs> all taken care of.
1: I just want to know, what pillows are these guys sleeping on in Port Charlotte? and <laughs> Everybody's waking up with stiff necks. Do we need to get a sponsorship with my pillow or something? I mean... What's going on there? But uh, in all seriousness, uh, hopefully, again, this is something that doesn't linger. You know, you you read about it all the time. Players get these sore necks, and then next thing you know, it leads to a shoulder problem or a back problem. So hopefully this is just a one- or two-day thing. But, you know, Evan's going to be the main cog in this lineup. I mean, I know there are some guys who have done some things. Brad Miller has done some pretty impressive things, uh, especially last year. But Evan's still going to be the guy that teams circle in purple and and try to keep an eye on and know when he's coming up to the plate. So he's going to be the most important piece to this offensive puzzle for the Rays. As we say, regression. Uh, You know, hey, if he hit 30 homers next year, this coming year, or this season, I wouldn't be upset about it. But if he hits 15 to 20, then that could be a little bit of a problem.
3: The fact that this is his 10th year already. It's It's amazing. amazing. It is. And, And you talk about Cogs in the lineup. It's nice to see Colby Rasmus in there today because he's certainly an important piece still don't know if he'll be ready for opening day, but it can be very important for the whole season. Well, well if he we- stays healthy, at least mm-hmm. we're getting close, and he's getting close.
1: And, you know, I looked at the lineup today before Evan went down. This was pretty close to what I was thinking might be an opening day lineup. So it's it's nice to start to see more and more regulars in the lineup, as uh, Kevin Cash was telling the media yesterday, and I'm sure he reiterated, maybe to the players over the last couple days, it's about that time to start amping up. We're two weeks away from the start of uh, the regular season. It's time now to really start focusing on the at-bats, getting some positive at-bats, and start to build something that. so when you hit April 2nd, you're ready to go.
2: How about two weeks from this very moment, the guys will probably be
3: along the baselines at Tropicana Field? It is hard to believe we are that close, and we are expecting some other guys to return, perhaps as early as tomorrow. Alex Colomay and Jumbo Diaz. Jumbo, we got to see what he looks like for the bullpen.
2: Yeah, and the fact that Chris Archer is here and is not going to be leaving to go back to the World Baseball Classic, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I, it sounds to me like he may be disappointed about it, and I can understand that, too. But uh, I'm at the point now where, all right, if our guys aren't going to be there, I'm glad they're here. I'm mother henning them. They're all here. <laughs> we, we know where they are. We know where they're going to be. Uh, and getting ready to start this thing in two weeks, but uh, I'm anxious. I, I mean, we may not see Alvarado here uh, too much. He may go to the uh, to the minor league camp, but uh, want to hear about him throughout this year. Anxious to get Colome back. I know we worked back to back days. One of those games, uh, two of those games, actually in the World Baseball Classic. And, and De Leon did a terrific job, as it turned out, for Puerto Rico. So anxious to get them all back. Kind of a good news,
1: uh, kind of a good news, bad news thing with uh, you know Alex Colome. Watching him give up a couple of runs yesterday in the uh, World Baseball Classic. The good news is Team USA won. The good news is Alex Colomay will be back. The bad news was Alex helped, uh, you know, the Dominican, not advance. So all things considered, happy where everything's at right
3: now on this Sunday afternoon. Indeed. Good job by all of you guys. Good bad job by Corey Dickerson and also Evan Longoria. We'll see you next week with Stephen Souza, Jr., among others. Thanks to Marquez, Len Martez, and Jason Beringer This is Countdown Opening Day Show on the Rays Radio Network.
0: Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day.
3: Call me on the 1-2 pitch.
2: Long drive to right. Susie going back to his left at the warning track. Jumps up, makes the catch. slams against the wall. Secured the baseball. And the victory for the Rays.
0: If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com
1: slash podcasts. Lefty holds the belt. Now pitches to Miller. Swing and a high fly ball.
0: Join us for opening day on April 2nd as the Rays host the New York Yankees. Now the 1-1 pitch on its way.
1: Swing and a drive. Deep right field.
0: For tickets or for more information on the Rays, visit RaysBaseball.com.